0: Welcome aboard the maiden voyage of The Space Show Show, a show
1: where
0: where I, a wee baby novice, sit with an expert and talk about space shows. I am your host. (laughs) You're stressing me out, Carrie. I'm sorry. I
1: love this. I just love this. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, I am your host, Ensign Rebecca Frost, and I am joined by noted space show fan, Carrie Jackson. Carrie, thank you so much for (laughs) joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. I love the concept of the space show show.
0: Carrie has been most excited to, to get rolling on this. So, been for been dying to do it. <laughs> this season, we are talking about one of the shows that started it all, Star Trek, the original series. Now, Carrie, what is your relationship with the original series? Can you tell me more about that?
1: oh wow we're gonna go way back aren't we this
0: is where i I feel. know it's a deep one
1: well yes i you know uh, as, as a little kid uh i would uh, i didn't have many friends and i especially didn't have friends who were into this kind of stuff right uh and i was you know i was all about batman i was all about uh you know, gumby was my first thing if you ask my mother she'll say he loved gumby you know the cartoon yeah yeah uh, and And I was at the time when they were running the reruns in the afternoon on, uh, I want to say Channel 4, I don't remember exactly, but I'd come home from school and I'd get a daily hit of Adam West Batman and then Star Trek every day. It was just the greatest thing in the world. And and so seeing, you know. Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock and Dr. McCoy, and they were friends at work. And, you know, it was just, it was, I wanted to be at work with them i wanted to because be stuff on the you, yeah.
0: it was stuff you liked and exactly in.
1: and it was teaching me things it was teaching me about ancient greece it was teaching me about you know physics and and things like that and and i didn't realize i was learning and that's how you teach carrie things is trick him into learning uh, so you know what? schoolhouse so, okay. if not for schoolhouse what? rock i wouldn't have made math but anyway
0: what? do you know now
1: i know a lot of physics i know about how like all the stuff on the enterprise works
0: so but is that real physics or is that
1: it's based on real physics that's what's really cool about this is because the classic series we're talking about the original star trek had science consultants and you had some of the best science fiction writers of the time who were also science nerds looking into this stuff and if you take a look at from when that show started to where we are now, the little nerds that were watching this show, they're the ones who developed the tech that we have now. They're the ones who made your communicator you know your cell phone mm, they're the okay. ones who said I want that on that show and I'm going to make it I'm going to figure out a way to do it and and so that's what's really cool about Star Trek it has launched so many careers into science and space and 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 medicine and all of that it's just that's, it's an inspirational show inspiration
0: that's so fascinating i never really considered that before right cuz right mm-hmm. now you know in this episode we're going to be talking about the first 5 episodes of season 1 and and <laughs> I so far have yet to experience that. Uh, <laughs> I, well I've it's because it.
1: it's all been done. You're like, yeah, I've seen this, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's hard it's hard to watch the original and not think, oh, this is based on XYZ. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so fascinating. I, I have actually reached a point with my communicator where I've changed my notification tone to the bosun whistle. Mm-hmm. So Carrie <laughs> <laughs> is whipped out. He's got props. Carrie has a table full of props next to him and he is
1: showing I need them three up. of them. I need three communicators. For
0: right? your friends.
1: Each one does a different thing, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so in this episode we are going to be talking about the following episodes the man trap charlie x where no man has gone before the naked time and the enemy within now here's the thing uh, if you right. pull up if you pull up paramount plus and you uh, want to start at the beginning with us You'll notice that they list the first episode as the cage and the cage, while the technical first pilot of the show was rejected by NBC and the network ordered Mm -hmm. a new pilot, which we know as episode three where no man has gone before. So for this podcast, we are going to skip the cage and revisit it later after watching the rest of the series. Oh,
1: good. Okay, that's I think that's the way you should, because that's the way it was presented to the public. So,
0: well, not in Britain. Uh, Listen, okay. but before we even talk about these episodes, what I wanted to do is I wanted to just give like a brief description of the episode. We can talk about our feelings about it. And then I have one or two pieces of trivia that I personally enjoy. Um, right. I have quickly learned in researching these episodes and trying to find quick trivia bits. There are pages and pages and pages of information about each individual episode. Oh, yes. Um... So, we're not going to do, we're not going to be that intense. Uh, I'm here for a good time, not a hard time, okay? That's
1: good. All right.
0: So, let's dig right in and talk about the man trap where Dr. McCoy discovers his old flame is not what she seems after crew members begin dying from a sudden lack of salt in their bodies. She
1: hasn't changed a bit, has she, Jim?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one. I like I like the concept of a monster of the like kind of like a monster who done it of the week. And this oh, is okay. kind of what we get That's, with this episode. Yeah um, Yeah, it's Nancy,
1: uh, it's Nancy Crater, his long lost love, the one that got away uh, from Dr. McCoy. and uh, he's off she she went off with this other scientist and 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 is on a planet and they're the only two on the planet.
0: They're the only two. And I'm never
1: I, I, oh yeah, they were researching an ancient civilization that the the ruins of an ancient civilization that they found. That's why they were there.
0: Um but she so she is not what she seems at all. She actually happens to be uh, a cool monster uh like a hairy bug monster. <laughs> we always just referred
1: to her as the salt sucker. Um <laughs> But but Nancy was on the planet with this other guy and the salt monster came along and killed everybody else that was with them on the expedition, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's it's never really quite explained to me properly. And she and the, the salt monster kills Nancy as well and then assumes her form and the, the the guy's okay with it he you know he's,
0: listen he's, um the, he's uh, happy hickey's, to
1: have friend you know the
0: the the thing that this monster leaves behind is just a ton of hickeys and so i'm sure he's totally cool with it i the fun, fun, fa- a fun piece of trivia that I did happen to find is this episode led to the invention of liquid IV, which you can Pardon find me? now. No, I'm just no <laughs> electrolyte so beverages. T-
1: you tell me this stuff and I, I'm going to take you serious. <laughs> well, anyway. that's
0: the thing, because there's too much. There's too much information. Literally, I go to memory Alpha and it's like first draft finished July, whatever, 1965, second draft finished, whatever. And I'm like, that's too much information. I don't need to know all of this.
1: There's a lot of uh, minutiae nerds that uh, need that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you
0: know, and that's, that's what Memory
1: joy. Alpha is for. If you ever have a question about Star Trek, Memory Alpha is where you go.
0: Yeah, if it brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So this... Was technically the first episode to air on NBC, so, it, but it was actually the sixth episode that was produced, and NBC chose to air this episode first because they felt that it had more action than any of the first five episodes, and it also featured a monster.
1: And it had a monster. I think that's probably that was the that was the final thing was they went yeah monster fantastic
0: Good. Karate Chop in this episode. Where <laughs> we see the both hands it's, together. It's the
1: James Kirk two-handed chop it's love it's it. patented it's a patented move
0: <laughs> um, another thing that i'm noticing about these episodes they just love throwing people around rooms don't they
1: oh yes yes oh it's and more to come trust me as we get down the road
0: <laughs> there's one where i have a screenshot of the episode where they hit the wall so hard they broke the cardboard
1: <laughs> everything was made of cardboard
0: so oh. moving on to episode but 2 oh yeah
1: my favorite my favorite part of the man trap though is yeah. that That architect guy, or uh, architect, uh, the scientist guy, walking around with a handful of salt tablets outside, yelling, "Nancy, Nancy! I have salt!
0: (laughs) I I have salt!" (laughs) Anyway, why don't we just have a lot of laying around?
1: Of course, yeah. yeah. That's. (laughs) I told you we just need salt tablets. That's all. Get out of here. That's all we need. We don't.
0: Um. Yeah, but I I liked that this episode introduced the concept of just like smaller stories and i'm another thing i'm also noticing is the bad guys are usually men who think they are gods
1: (laughs) that's more to come more to come
0: (laughs) especially in episode two charlie x where captain kirk must learn the limits to power uh, oh wait hold on captain kirk must learn the limits to the power of a 17 year old boy with the psionic ability to create anything and destroy anyone
1: Now, here's the fun part about this episode, because, you know, we we were planning on doing this, and I decided I'm going to go back and rewatch them all. And I'm glad I did, because, well, I love it. And I forgot an awful lot of stuff. But here's the fun thing about the Charlie X episode. I have my Paramount Plus and my downstairs TV and my upstairs TV. It would not let me open the episode for Charlie X up or downstairs
0: and you know it why didn't want me to
1: rewatch it
0: <laughs> and you know why because of all the sexual harassment and it doesn't want anybody to watch this episode anymore ever again okay this,
1: this is this is where this is where the campaign justice for janice rand comes
0: oh man i if i was janice rand i would have quit way back in starfleet probably um <laughs> because this this episode also features some of my favorite so essentially charlie x is he has that trope of born sexy yesterday where he um has been abandoned on a planet since he was a child but he has knowledge and he speaks english because of the computer system but he doesn't knows stuff so he sees a woman for the first time and boy yo, yo, yo yoing, what's all this about <laughs> but
1: but think about all those tech nerd boys that you that you've known they don't know how to talk to people yeah and that's he was kind of the first you
0: know <laughs> yeah yeah um but this this episode has one of my <laughs> i'm laughing just thinking about it one of my favorite moments where um captain kirk is talking to charlie after he charlie has witnessed two male friends slap each other on the butts like a good game right hey, i see game. you later i'll <laughs> see you later and they're on the holodeck and charlie's like noted this is what friends do this
1: is and what people do yeah
0: <laughs> he has an interaction with janice rand and she goes to walk away and he just ki- kind of slaps her on the butt and she goes mm-hmm. Hold up a minute and I go, hold up a minute. <laughs> and so she's taking it to Kirk and
1: Cause you Kirk, know he's the he's the he's the dad apparently.
0: He's the dad, <laughs> he's got a dad Kirk. He touched my butt. So and Kirk's, I'm sure like, I don't know what the issue is, but HR <laughs> <laughs> And so he goes to Charlie and says, listen. Uh, (laughs) there's no right way to hit a woman
1: (laughs) there's no right way to hit a woman.
0: <laughs> See,
1: That's some old-fashioned the, wisdom there.
0: You <laughs> literally cannot fathom or comprehend the concept of explaining consent to someone.
1: I don't know if Kirk understood consent, and that'll happen in future episodes.
0: Uh, but... a little, <laughs> so the kid who the kid playing Charlie was 26 years old at the time, oh, yeah? playing the 17-year-old boy. Um, but Tina, the woman that they try to set him up with, that's more age appropriate, was 23 at the time. And the woman playing Janice was 36 at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. So wild ages all over the place but also <laughs> another super annoying thing about the guy playing Charlie X. Okay. Um he is a method actor. So he chose to remain in his dressing room and not interact with any members of the cast as this would help his characterization of a strange aloof person.
1: Well, it worked, I guess. <laughs>
0: Aggravating across the board, or, you know,
1: or as as Lawrence Olivier once said, "Why don't you try acting, my dear boy?" It,
0: or like Tony Collette <laughs> said, people. Somebody asked her if she um, finds. Like acting difficult, or there was a question about method acting, and she was like, "No, because it's my job is to act. Yes, I don't see, don't have to." She's no Jeremy Strong. (laughs) (laughs) Look for someone who's never watched Succession.
1: If you want your best lesson on acting, I want you to search out uh, the show Extras and look for the the Ian McKellen scene where he explains to Ricky Gervais about acting and what and how to do it and what it is and he he boils it down just beautifully because you see you show up on the day and you pretend you pretend (laughs) to be (laughs) you're confused i can tell Uh, let me let me explain to you Uh, you you will have the word how will i know what to say the words are written in script (laughs) where do i stand people will tell you (laughs) I'm Peter Jackson came to me, he says, I want you to play Gandalf Lord of the Rings. I said to him, You are aware that I am not a wizard? He (laughs) says, Yes, I want you to pretend to be a wizard. And so I showed up on the day and I pretended to be Uh, a wizard.
0: I'm astounded. You have this like whole episode memorized. (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious. The whole
1: bit with just find it. It's on YouTube. Anyway, go ahead.
0: So some will say that acting is like going where no man has gone before, which is also the name of our third episode where no man has gone before. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, let's see, what did I say about this one? This one was supposed to be... This is the new pilot, um, and I can see why. Because this Mm -hmm. episode is crazy. The flight recorder (laughs) of a 200-year-old USS Valiant relays a tale of terror, a magnetic storm at the edge of the galaxy. And this one, again, features a guy who thinks he's a god. Mm -hmm. which Because technically, he's kind of granted godlike powers. And there's an effect in this episode that I thought was so cool that I had to Google it and was immediately horrified. Mm -hmm. So the the two two antagonists of this episode, Gary and Elizabeth, um, when they're affected by the magnetic storm and get their fun godlike powers, their Mm -hmm. eyes change to this really cool, like, shiny silver. It's silver, yeah. And because it's 1966, I'm like, There's, this isn't CGI. This is a practical effect. How are they doing yeah. this? So I Googled it. And um, essentially, they, this effect consisted of tin foil sandwiched between two contact lenses, which covered the entire eye.
1: Uh. Uh,
0: yeah, just horrifying stuff. Uh, apparently, wearing the lenses was difficult for the guy who played Gary. He mm-hmm. could only see the he could only see through the lenses by looking down while pointing his head up. So he. Used this look to kind of convey his arrogant attitude which came across very well
1: <laughs> and i think that was one of our first looks at sally kellerman who uh, became quite a famous actress in the 70s she oh, uh, i was she gonna played say she doesn't show
0: up again because she died
1: yeah i mean i mean you know the actress the actress sally kellerman she was delightful anyway
0: um oh how interesting this episode wasn't broadcast first, even though it's a pilot, um, but the network felt that it was too expository and would not have made a good premiere episode for the series. Hmm. And I can see that it's a it's a bit of a thinker.
1: And I think this is the one because it was so early on with Spock that he smiled. Or laughed yes. or something. Um, yeah, as he's yes. playing chess, right? With uh, with Kirk at the beginning.
0: I think so. But uh, he also, I think in Charlie X, when you hear us singing her song, I think he smiles there too. Hmm. I okay. can't remember, but I do. That was kind of remember, before
1: Nimoy had it figured out, you know.
0: I remember reading this one specific fact about. This is the first time. Again, so so much info
1: about each episode. Mucho minutia. minutia. It's
0: so much. This episode um, also features when our godlike friend is kind of uh, messing with Kirk. Shows Kirk a, a grave for him, but the name mm-hmm. on the grave is James R. Kirk.
1: James R.
0: Mhm. It's never I didn't been, notice that. It it gets retconned in a book somewhere. I, mm-hmm. listen. Uh, it's all explained away as whoozy he, right? But yeah. um the it, it it's it, shed, it the gravestone does say James R Kirk and so of course there's pages and pages and pages of that as well.
1: Of exp- explaining away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think this is the first in this episode. is the first time we see a phaser rifle as well.
0: That is correct. Mm-hmm. That is also a fact. I remember that I read.
1: Which I which I don't understand why we need a phaser rifle because apparently the pistols are so powerful they can disintegrate a person.
0: Um, I think it's more of a preference. Is it like just if you're-, you're going big buck hunting, you know? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Feel more powerful, more like a man, if you have a big old I got rifle. a
1: rifle, yeah. <laughs> I got a Ooh. gun rack in my truck,
0: yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fun weapons, episode right. four, The Naked Time. The, the crew is infected with a mysterious disease that removes people's emotional inhibitions to a dangerous degree. So they all got drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, this uh, this episode um, in his autobiography, George Takei names this one as his favorite, and he was so excited at the concept of using a rapier and so he took a crash course on how to had a sword fight and would just wield around the rapier for hours poking various crewmen throughout the day
1: well it is the episode with uh, maximum sulu i mean <laughs> maximum sulu he's all over it
0: <laughs> he every if you google this episode the first photo that comes up is sulu without a shirt on
1: yep <laughs> Which was an action figure I don't think they ever made.
0: Oh, we could do it. we should get a fun Can we get a fun co? Let's do of that. Shirtless Sulu. The um, rapier, huh? <laughs> this uh, th- this episode also featured, um, like most of the episodes, amazing outfits. So, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the episode where they go down to the planet to investigate, um, it's Spock and is it. Uh, Who goes down with them? Tormelin.
1: Tormelin. Some red shirt?
0: Some red shirt. They're wearing these um, thermal suits that uh, are made out of...
1: Oh, the the, the silver... uh,
0: And and Tormelin, our red shirt, takes his glove off to wipe his nose.
1: Like a big dummy.
0: Like an idiot. And uh, wonders why they came back infected. Uh, Those thermal suits were made out of shower curtains. (laughs)
1: <laughs> good they do have the little patterns on them that i they're, remember they're, from
0: it's a it's a 1960s art deco style shower curtain and I, I looked at that and i thought wow excellent i would, would like that as a shower curtain
1: <laughs> in my Brady bunch house <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i truly don't remember much else from this episode because uh, every it's just everyone's terrible um, terrible things dialed up to yeah, everybody, not. everybody
1: lost their mind. I think there was graffiti on the wall at one oh point. Oh my god! Which <laughs> on upset the me, Enterprise? It upset me more than anything because that's <laughs> such a clean, beautiful ship. I, you know, uh, how dare you? Uh, and then yeah. uh, they they find a way to cure everybody, and everybody's embarrassed, and <laughs> let's all forget that it happened, and we move along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot believe! I cannot believe! Oh, what is the um? Kilroy was here? I can't believe I wrote Kilroy was here on the wall. <laughs> this is also the only original series episode in which three primary female crew members, Uhura, Chapel, and Rand, appeared together. These characters did not appear together again until Star Trek the motion picture in 1979. Really? That's what one of the many pages told me. Wow,
1: okay, because I remember the three of them being in in the movie, but I don't remember them all on the... At the same time, maybe maybe it was in that big meeting scene. All right, we'll get to that. Okay, I'm <laughs> piecing afford, it together right now. We
0: can't afford to hire um, more. We can't afford to have more than one woman on set at a time, um, <laughs> because of because of the enemy within, which is the patriarchy, which is also the name of episode five, the enemy within. A transporter <laughs> malfunction splits Captain Kirk in two halves: one meek and indecisive, the other violent and ill-tempered. The remaining crew members stranded on the planet cannot be beamed up to the ship until a problem is fixed this episode i hated more than anything else in the whole wide world
1: uh, unload <laughs> i want to hear it unload
0: it's just okay okay here's here's a compliment sandwich okay i right. liked that they i like it when they just let william shatner be william shatner like hey william <laughs> shatner go not be shakespearean just go go be evil just mm-hmm. be evil kirk for a minute and he's like mm-hmm. yes they applied eyeliner to make his eyes more more startling you know um and they put Vaseline on him, too. So he just always looked so sweaty.
1: That's how you told him apart, you know, because well, I'm uh, evil Kirk, then, you know. Well,
0: and then they also, they put the meek and indecisive Kirk in a lovely green tunic, a lovely yes. green wrap tunic with oh, some That's lace. Oh, that's,
1: that's the informal, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, and another thing, I love that they all wear capri pants. I love that the other guys just full of capri pants and boots. What a look. <laughs> Those um, Beatles boots, yeah. But, uh... So if these two pieces of Kirk are actual, like, this is what the they, these two sides do need to balance each other out in one person, yeah. Kirk is just ready to rape a woman at any given time?
1: Uh, yeah. You got more episodes to catch up on down the road. <laughs> I- <laughs> no that one that one when as i was watching it i i thought to myself yeah rebecca's gonna have a problem with this and Uh,
0: the thing is so when i have told people i'm going to be watching the original series so 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 many people said i'm so sorry mm -hmm. and just heads up (laughs) um and i was like it can't be that bad can it
1: (laughs) but you know it's funny it is there are a lot of problematic things in it, but also at the same time, it was the most progressive show on television.
0: Yeah, like two steps forward, one step back.
1: I, you know, I, I understand, you know, but, but but it really was at the time. It was the most progressive show on television.
0: It sure was. Uh, they had three women on the screen at one time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they all had jobs. All right. They all had
0: jobs. <laughs> uh, I personally really liked meek and indecisive Kirk. I wish we had more of him.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh you you, again, down the road. Okay, good.
0: I I like maybe that's why I like Strange New World so much is I I like to see men with insecurities, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The the as
1: I as I was watching this, I was like,
0: you know, I think that I think
1: that non-aggro Kirk could have done the job. He just didn't have the confidence to do the job and all he was lacking was that confidence that confidence didn't need to be linked to you know these toxic male aggro kind Mm of you know it wouldn't have made for a very interesting story I understand that but you know when I think about little little boy Carrie watching that I I learned some Not good things from this episode.
0: There's no (laughs) right way to hit a woman.
1: There's no right way to hit a woman. And I need that in order to be successful. And so (laughs) I think to myself, that's why I was such an asshole for so many years. I thought I needed that to be successful. (laughs) You don't need it.
0: It's okay. You it's 1966. We're not talking about our feelings yet. <laughs> That's okay. So according to Grace Lee Whitney, who plays Janice, uh, while, Janice shooting, Rand, yes. while shooting the scene when a distraught, tearful Janice Rand accuses Captain Kirk of trying to rape her, William yeah. Shatner slapped her across the face to get her to register the proper emotion. As they shot the attempted rape scene days earlier, Whitney couldn't get into the same emotion successfully, and that was Shatner's solution, air quotes, to the problem. But there's no right way to hit a woman. <laughs> there is a right. There, The one right way is if she's not delivering the level of performance that is demanded for a scene like this, Grace Lee Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I want you to make a sure this is justice for Janice on it.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it exists.
1: It probably does. Because oh, the thing yeah. about Grace Lee Whitney is that she does not I uh, spoiler, she does not stay on the show.
0: Good. I, I and <laughs> I, hope she's I think going to it's find a better job.
1: I think it's because of the difficult working conditions with Shatner and all of that stuff. Yeah. you know, you may find it out when you go down your minutia hole. You may find out why she left, but yeah, or I think she had a drug problem. I can't remember, but uh, um. yeah, she, Janice Rand did need justice, and she does kind of get it in Star Trek the motion picture, kinda.
0: I have difficulty believing she shows up in a movie in the seventies because uh, her whole vibe right now is she has a hairdo and is is there. That is like the whole <laughs> vibe that like I get from her. But at the same
1: time, young boys watching that were like, Oh, yeoman Rand. Oh
0: woo ga.
1: <laughs> I mean, she's no Uhura who just wow really rocked my world when i was a kid. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that skirt <laughs> so short impossibly short. Yeah. Um, another thing about this episode not really of any importance. Um dog in a costume.
1: Yes. Well, it, it, yeah. It, it, you can you can attach things to the dog to <laughs> to make him into an alien.
0: But it is very is very very obvious dog in costume. And so i am one minute just like savagely <laughs> Angry on behalf of Janice Rand, and then in the next scene, oh yay, a puppy. yeah, yeah, <laughs> puppy. The thing they about they separate
1: the th- they separate the dogs just like Kirk, you know.
0: <laughs> the well, well about- they were, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Well, the thing about this dog is to demonstrate the two different types. so when the dog is calm, they they gave it a lot of sedatives a few hours before. Oh, oh boy. um which now goes against um animal protection rules. laws in Hollywood, which thank yeah. God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was I think it was the westerns that really brought that on because they were they were literally killing horses. You know, yeah. when you, when you see the horses trip and fall a lot of the times that was the last thing that that horse did, you know. Oh,
0: yeah, and yeah. And it
1: happened all the time on TV shows, Bonanza, you know, shows like that. Stagecoach, the, the, a lot of horses died in the oh making of God. the enter, of the entertainment that <laughs> that we that I grew love,
0: up with. Love this for you. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but this is also the episode I mentioned earlier where I saw them throw Spock so hard that he broke the cardboard wall.
1: Because <laughs> that was that was Agro Kirk, right? That they was oh, of
0: course, that was Agro Kirk, and um. It hurts Spock's his gentle toss into the cardboard wall hurts Spock's legs so much that he couldn't stand up again.
1: So this was probably before that they established that Vulcans are actually stronger than humans. It's probably before they made mm-hmm. that decision. Yeah. You'll, you'll see as the show goes along, a lot of decisions are made as just as you go along. You know,
0: within within these first five episodes, they, we have the introduction of the Vulcan nerve pinch, mm-hmm. which was created which was created because. Um, spock was supposed to punch somebody i wish i could remember which specific episode but spock was supposed to punch somebody but leonard Nimoy was like no this goes against ever this goes against mm-hmm. the vulcan culture let's yeah, talk something else
1: he was responsible for a lot of that vulcan culture that you know that we got to know with spock he came up with it himself i mean the the live long and prosper that he came up with it you know
0: live fast and get fucked or whatever as i like to say <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much, Carrie, for joining me as we take this voyage through the stars. Um,
1: when when we do this again, I want I want more of your uh, problematic stuff. I yeah I, okay, I,
0: I'll start keeping lists because I want
1: all that. I want to hear all of that
0: because <laughs> right now it's mostly just um, sexually harassing and assaulting Janice Rand and telling the women that they need to look nice for their jobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah! I know, I know. I I, I can't funny. defend. I can't defend a lot of it. It's fine. Uh, I understand why it happened, but that doesn't make it right. uh You know. Yeah, it's uh, okay. As, it's a as much as time. I as much as I enjoyed Uhura's uniform, it's really impractical.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, just like she's sitting down, just tight, just tights on butt. Like that's. Oh yeah. Uh, that skirt's not doing anything for anybody. <laughs> Well,
1: (laughs) Well, now, see, Now you haven't watched Deep Space Nine yet. No, because there is an episode of Deep Space Nine where they go back in time to this time period. And so they're they're all hiding there and they're dressed in these uniforms. And and Dax makes a comment about, oh, I I loved these uniforms when I used to have to wear them. I loved these. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's to come. That's to come.
0: That's oh, down there. Well, the road. tune in next time where we will be discussing episodes six through ten and we continue going where no man has gone before. But a lot of people have gone before, as evidenced by pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Goodbye. All right. Start. I'm think, um, I'm looking forward to doing this again. Let me know when. I'm ready. We're do it. We're watching all of them. Okay, bye.